It's Thursday, December 10th, 2020. I'm Dan Ball, and this is Real America. Straight ahead on tonight's program, 18 states, including Texas, now joining in that lawsuit against four key battleground states where election fraud has been uncovered. We'll have more on that. Plus, a California business owner who's been defying the unconstitutional lockdown orders in his state is attacked and pepper sprayed by a radical leftist shopper. And oh boy, Michigan House Representative Cynthia Johnson in some major hot water after her threatening video towards Trump supporters garners the attention of law enforcement. But wait, there's more. Like I said last night, she's now tweeted out another video and we'll show it to you. All those stories and more straight ahead. Good evening. Thanks for joining us tonight on Real America. I truly appreciate you trusting us with your time. Our top headline tonight is the update on the Texas lawsuit over the 2020 presidential election. 17 other states have now joined in with Texas in this lawsuit that should head to the Supreme Court. Plus, President Trump has also filed a motion to formally join the Texas case. Now, the Texas lawsuit filed by Attorney General Ken Paxton on Tuesday claims the voting process in four battleground states, Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia, and Pennsylvania, are unconstitutional due to loosened election rules, which allowed for irregularities of those mail-in ballots. Aha. Attorney General Paxton's case aims to invalidate results from the election and overturn it rightfully to President Trump. Plus, just hours ago, the president met with many of those attorney generals who are on board with the Texas case. They had a lunch today at the White House. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton joined him along with AGs from Arizona, Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, South Carolina, Utah, Kentucky, and Indiana. Attorney General-elect there joined as well. Now, to discuss more on the case before the Supreme Court, this lawsuit now has 18 total states involved and more may join soon. So that is some great news for the president's fight. And it just amazes me to watch each of these attorney generals, these states, jump in. Uh, again, we're up to 18. It started, I think, with six or seven when Texas first launched it. Then it went to 10. We start getting into the 20s, folks. That's half the country joining in. Whole new ball game. This fight's not over. All right, switching gears. Good old Hunter Biden, back in the headlines. This time, the story is actually being covered by some of the mainstream media. Can you believe it? This is he admitted just yesterday that he is under investigation by Delaware's attorney general office and has been under investigation since 2018. Now, the Senate Homeland Security report shows that Hunter did indeed associate with Chinese energy company CEFC, also Chinese business associate Gong Wendong. Hope I'm getting these name rights. And uh, Yi Jingming. Now, the Senate report claims that back on September 8th, 2017, business partner Ying's company released a $9 billion deal with a Russian energy company. And on that same date in September, the report shows Hunter opened up a line of credit under business name Hudson West with other Chinese business partner Dong. Financial statements show that the credit cards were used to purchase more than 100,000 bucks in airline tickets, some high-tech products, some hotel stays, some fancy meals, which were all flagged by the Homeland Security as possible criminal activity. Hmm. They're still not going after the laptop yet, though, and the contents that prove the connection with Hunter, CEFC, and good old daddy, Joey from the block. When the FBI and DOJ and the AG and whoever actually starts doing that and the mainstream media starts covering it, give me a call because the evidence is there. Our first guest tonight, National Press Secretary for the Trump 2020 campaign, Hogan Gidley, joining Real America for the first time. Hogan, where do we begin with everything that is just culminating this week? Would you like to begin with the Hunter Biden story that he's actually admitting he's under investigation and we're actually learning something about this possible uh, tax fraud? That's a great place to start. Thanks for having me. Um, I appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on. Listen, this is so interesting to us here at the campaign. For about a dozen days in a row, we held 
conference calls with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of members of the mainstream media talking about this very issue. The Biden family, under investigation, criminal investigation by the FBI, in a money laundering scheme, and they wouldn't cover it. These aren't shadowy sources. These aren't shady people in the background. This was Tony Bobulinski, who intimately knew about these deals, was part of them, came forward on camera, on the record, and said, at the very least, Joe Biden knew about these business deals. And he alleged, with real evidence of text messages and emails, that Biden personally profited off of that. And we heard nothing from the mainstream media. They refused to cover it at all. And now more comes out, you know, just yesterday, Hunter Biden says, yeah, I'm under investigation. It's like they found Jesus for the first time. We've known this now for months and they refuse to cover it. And what we also have found out in polling recently, that 45% of Democrats didn't even know that was an issue in the campaign. And had they known, 10% of those people would not have voted for Joe Biden. The media has not just been complicit in covering this up. They have rigged this election by deciding what to cover, what not to cover, and how to cover it when they actually did. And it always skewed toward Joe Biden and against Donald Trump. Hogan, what really baffles me is, uh, and you were just talking about it with the media's coverage, so immediately when Hunter puts out the statement yesterday and good old daddy puts out his statement saying he's proud of him, poof, um, <laughs> The media actually covered it. I was watching CNN, MSNBC like I do to track what these lamestream uh, lapdogs are saying. They gave it about 30, 40 seconds. They put the uh, statements up from both Bidens and then moved right on. They're not investigating, right. not looking into it. They just gave the, yeah, he's been under investigation. Here's what they said about it. Next story, let's go rip on President Trump. <laughs> right. Three years they spent <laughs> investigating Donald Trump about Russia collusion that was a complete and total hoax with no evidence, no information whatsoever, a disputed, discredited dossier, and they hadn't spent three minutes on Hunter Biden. I mean, talk about disparity in the mainstream media. And they run with these stories as if they are fact whenever it's about Donald Trump, whenever they can try and make it negative. And you know 94% of the news coverage against this president by polling was completely and utterly negative. But they refused to cover this type of information about Joe Biden. Anything that would have hurt him at all, they would cover up. And this Hunter Biden is a great example of it. When you know that there were those text messages and emails that said they're going to take 10 back and hold it for the big guy, quote unquote. Yeah. We found out via testimony from Tony Bobulinski, talked to the FBI, said the big guy was most assuredly Joe Biden. And the media just covered it up, refused to cover it. It's just so egregious. And they have fallen so far in the court of public opinion, has the media. Oh, yeah. They are completely and totally irrelevant. And that's why people like you uh, have seen a rise in, in, in stock around the country, because people need to find real sources of news uh, and, and refuse to take uh, what the media is saying at face value anymore, because so often it's just not true and it's biased. Yeah, I'll tell you, Hogan, I almost, uh, you know, I'm an old military guy and I almost look at it as treasonous. What the mainstream media did leading up to this election for the last year, to me, again, is treasonous because they suppressed the vote. If, like you said, if they would have had the information out there about who truly the Bidens are and not who the media and how the Bidens portray themselves, I think more than 10% of Democrats would not have voted for that man. Um, and we wouldn't even be sitting here trying to argue about a cheat because the numbers would have been so great that it would have overpowered all the cheating that's been done in this election. Let's switch gears to the election, find out what's going on uh, from Team Trump. We know that I believe 10 of the 18 AGs that are now involved in this lawsuit that Texas, good old Texas, everything's bigger and greater there, right? Don't mess with them. That's right. Uh, they started it. The president joined in. They've now signed along with the White House. What's the latest in this? Because this seems like probably one of the best shots that the nation has at actually getting to the bottom of this and the rightful winner of this election. It's a legitimate legal case that exposes illegitimate, illegal activity on behalf of the states. What these states did was, in essence, allow rogue, partisan secretaries of state, election boards, in some instances, uh, Supreme Courts in these states, to change the way they conduct elections, which is a complete and total violation of the United States Constitution. It's very clear that it's up to the state legislatures to figure out how to run these elections, not secretaries of state, not election boards, not Supreme Courts. And that's what happened. That completely makes it illegitimate. And quite frankly, what's also problematic is 
the 14th Amendment to the Constitution provides all Americans due process under the law. That was completely violated in Pennsylvania and outlined in this Texas case as well when just a handful of counties contacted a handful of Democrats and told them, you can come up here and cure your ballots before the election. That's also illegal. And by the way, they didn't do it for the entire state. They didn't even do it for other Democrats throughout the state. They sure didn't do it for any Republicans. They only did it for the counties and the places they needed the extra vote. The American people deserve to know our elections are free, that they are fair, that they can have confidence in them, that they are legitimate. And right now, we've not seen any of that. The fraud, the illegalities, the irregularities, the anomalies, it's just too much. And so that's one of the reasons this lawsuit, I think, is so important, because it focuses some of the, 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 the confusion out there about what's going on and what's real and what isn't onto exactly where the law is and what should be followed and what wasn't followed in so many of these states. Okay, I want to end on this, and that is the two most important races next to the presidential race, which is still hanging in the balance, the two races in Georgia. I don't think that folks are really quite fathoming how huh, crucial these two races are. I saw a report yesterday where I think it might have been CNN went down and they were interviewing Trump supporters, uh, supporters of the Reverend and Mr. Olaf, the two Democrat candidates, and you've right. got people questioning the validity of the next election because they're so worried about what's happened with the presidential that they're like throwing their hands up in the air. They might not even show up January 5th. If the Democrats take control of the Senate, and God forbid the presidential election doesn't turn out the right way. Democrats controlling all three houses of government with the left-wing agenda we have seen with the riots and looting and BLM and Antifa nonsense for the last eight, nine months in this country. What in the heck could happen? And that's why it's so important. Wait, Your thoughts. It, it absolutely is. And the president's been very clear about this. He went down to Georgia and made it, you know, made it very obvious to the folks out there, you have to get out and vote for these Republicans. If Democrats take control of the Senate, all the things that Joe Biden promised he would do, the trillions of dollars in tax increases, the Green New Deal, amnesty for millions of illegal aliens, the mask mandates he wants to put out there, all the things he's been talking about, that Democrat-controlled Senate would absolutely do in a heartbeat. You notice Joe Biden never called out Antifa by name. He never called out BLM by name. He never called out the defund the police movement by name because they were all his supporters. Those folks are now going to be in control of the United States Senate if, you know, by some catastrophe, we lose both of those seats. It's important that everybody in the state of Georgia get out there and vote. We don't even want this one to be close. We know what Democrats have been doing. They've been you know, cheating. They've been rigging this thing all along with the mail-in, uh, you know, universal mail-in, unsolicited mail-in, all the things they've been doing. We can't allow this to happen in the state of Georgia. All the Republicans need to get out and vote. There's way too much at stake. We have to have some stop gaps in there to prevent these Democrats from, from turning this country into some type of so socialist landscape. It can't happen. Yes, I totally agree with you. Hogan Gidley, National Press Secretary for the Trump 2020 campaign. Thank you so much for joining us here on Real America. You stay safe and have a great day. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. All right, let's head over to Portland now. Antifa activists have set up a 24-hour eviction blockade at a home on a street called Mississippi Avenue in that city. Now, why is this important? Well, the house, known as the Red House, has been claimed by Antifa as an autonomous zone. And so have the two block radius around the home. Now, during the time they have called it their autonomous zone, <laughs> vandals have broken and destroyed other homes in that two block area. Now, we're told that this is a black indigenous family who lost their home after a two year battle resulting in an eviction. Seattle radio host Jason Rantz telling Fox News last night that Antifa members actually have been barricading themselves in with guns, weapons and guards while white Antifa activists claim that the eviction of that family is another example of gentrification, and that's why they're doing what they're doing. Finally, the mayor of Portland has stepped up. Didn't hear much from this guy before, right, over the summer, except if he was fighting with the president about controlling Antifa. So here you go. Mayor Ted Wheeler tweeting out last night, I am authorizing the Portland police to use all lawful means to end the illegal occupation of North Mississippi Avenue and to hold those violating our community's laws accountable. There will be no autonomous zone in Portland. Wow.
It's about time, Mayor. For how many months did we watch the mayors of Seattle, Portland, Chicago, Minneapolis, New York, you name it, just allow Antifa and BLM to run rampant in their streets, creating how much chaos and violence, ruining black and brown businesses, destroying them. Now they think the election's over, right? They think they have a President Biden coming to office. Now look what they do. Now they step up and say they will use law and order to stop Antifa. Do you see what's happening here, folks? It's exactly the playbook that the president said would happen. The election's over. Now they'll call on the police, who they've been screaming defund for months, to come in and shut Antifa and BLM folks down, who they supported, would not condemn, and just let run wild. Now to another story about politically charged violence that just seems to keep sweeping through our nation in these Democrat-run cities. Hopefully you'll recall the story that we shared with you last week from California, where the owner of the Kitson Boutique store named Fraser Ross, he was on our show, he's actually kept his store open defying those unconstitutional lockdown orders in his state, and he also put up these really fun banners showing the hypocrisy of the left. Well, get this. Some radical leftist woman runs into his store and decided to pepper spray him this week. Really? Just because of some controversial posters she didn't like and because he had the guts to say, if Costco's open, if Walmart's open, I'm staying open. The video, just unreal. Watch this. There's actually more video of the woman we were just showing you right there who sprayed mace, pepper spray, whatever it was, in Frazier's face. So we got to show you this video. Just more evidence and proof of the radical left and how they act out against conservatives. I know that video was far away. Roll it again, guys, if you can. That's her BMW. That's her screaming. I don't know who she's fighting with, uh, but she's out in front of some fancy store in Los Angeles and, and screaming and fighting with her and yelling. Luckily, a journalist did their job and actually found more video evidence of this woman acting radical and insane. So hopefully authorities contact her, Buster. Um, and again, we're going to hopefully have Frazier on the show tomorrow to talk about his experience. But we're going to go off a little bit more about these liberals and how they react to conservatives in our country and who's promoting them to act this way coming up in our Get Real segment. Now, speaking of California, Congressman Eric Swalwell in hot water as the investigation intensifies into his connections with a Chinese spy. Now, GOP lawmakers asking that he be removed from certain committees he sits on. We're gonna talk more about that with our friend Ali North when we return. A storm is coming. You cannot defeat the storm. I am the storm, the great American grizzly. Introducing the original Trumpy Bear. Just find the secret zipper and pull out the American flag themed blanket. Then wrap yourself in the red, white, and blue for comfort and warmth. Show your patriotism and proudly display Trumpy on any American holiday. God bless America and God bless Trumpy Bear. Trumpy Bear loves to cruise with his brother. I'm a former Marine and I'm proud to have Trumpy Bear ride by my side. When I ride with Trumpy Bear, he makes my golf game great again. Thank you, Trumpy Bear. Simply style his trademark hair and place him in his favorite chair. Even the toughest guys will love Trumpy Bear. Order the Super Plus Trumpy Bear for only two payments of $19.95 and receive a special certificate of authenticity. Order now. To order your Trumpy Bear, call 1-800-319-1264. That's 1-800-319-1264. Or you can go online at thetrumpybear.com. Order now. We are losing our Constitution. We are losing our country. The many blessings we inherited, our Constitution, our liberty, our culture, our nation itself, are threatened with extinction as the rule of law is thrown aside for the rule of emotionalism. Veterans in Defense of Liberty is fighting with the sword of truth on today's invisible battlefield of ideas. Defeat is not an option. Please join with us at VitalAmerica.org. V-I-D-O-L America.org. If you suffer from muscle cramps in your legs and feet, TheraWorks Relief can help. 
With daily application, this fast-acting foam is clinically proven to prevent muscle cramps before they start. Get TheraWorks Relief today. Available in stores everywhere. Your nation, your news, One American News Network. Welcome back. Thank you so much for sticking with us. Well, we have an update now on California Democrat Congressman Eric Swalwell, who investigators now say has ties to a Chinese spy during his 2014 re-election campaign, but we're just learning about this in 2020. The Axios report, which first reported this story, claimed that Chinese spy Christine Fang fled the U.S. back in 2015 and that Swalwell hadn't had any contact with her for the past eight years. However, Swalwell's brother and father were friends with Fang on Facebook until just yesterday. Back in 2016, one year after she fled our country, Fang actually liked one of Swalwell brothers Joshua's Facebook video post. Did you get that? With Swalwell's brother. Okay. Plus, the congressman has refused to admit whether or not he actually had a sexual relationship with Fang. So again, my big question is, why, why oh why, do we not find out about these investigations till one, two, three, five years after the fact? Kind of like the Hunter Biden story that just broke this week. Now we know that he's been investigated for nearly two years. Uh, and all this goes back to what, folks? Democrats being connected to China. They divert it by telling us the biggest threat is Russia and try to tell us that our president's connected to Russia, which we now know that was a hoax, while they were doing the same thing with China. And my next guest knows a whole lot about the extreme dangers that China poses to our country. Please welcome back to the show, my buddy, Colonel, Colonel Oliver North. Ollie, how you doing, sir? Dan, I'm always glad to be with you, buddy. And you're spot on on this issue. This, this is a reflection of how the Chinese have been using every element of national power. The soft power of things like, for example, Last four or five days ago, China decided to extend the rent on the, on the pandas here at the National Zoo. Is a perfect example. I got emails after we talked about the Chinese the last time I was on saying, why are you bad on the Chinese? They're letting us keep the pandas for another year. The perfect example of soft power. And that decision had to be made right at the downtown Beijing by a fellow by the name of Xi Jinping, the guy who's on the front cover of this book, okay? Yeah. That's how powerful this guy is. He can not only build islands in the South Pacific Sea, take away the property of other countries, it, it violate all kinds of international rules, he can also make the pandas stay for another year. <laughs> he can also control his intelligence services that have been penetrating not just Swawal, but all kinds of people in major industries in this country. I mean, there are people who sell athletic shoes, a whole lot more of them in China than they sell here. And so when you start criticizing things like, why would the NBA still want to play ball in China? You got your answers right there. Those mm -hmm. kinds of things are happening all over the world. And on top of it, they're moving to become the most powerful economy on the planet the most powerful military on the planet, and the target is aimed right at the American people. Yeah, taking away our jobs, stealing our intellectual property for the last, what, three, four decades, nonstop. No one holds them to account. We don't see anybody in a court of law getting prosecuted for the amount of intellectual property they've stolen. They are, and I will always agree with you, Ali, the biggest threat to this nation, and the only naysayers are the Democrats. Well, the, the idea that that you've got a guy who's on the Intelligence Committee, who apparently for several years, several years ago, was being investigated for a relationship with a woman who has proven to be a communist Chinese spy. Now, there, there would be reasons why you would not necessarily want that to be known around the rest of the world or around the rest of this country. <laughs> yeah. If, for example, they were trying to flip her to work for us as a counterintelligence operation. Now, sure. But what, as best I understand it right now, apparently the FBI went to Swalwell at some point and said to him, that woman is a commie spy. He claims that he stopped seeing her effectively. But there's indications that he first went, before he said that, I'm going to make sure that she gets out of the country before she gets caught 
and exposed. Mm. And she flees back to China. We're never going to get to talk to her again, at least not with the name Christine. What, what is it? Fang. Christine Fang. Yeah. Yep. So yep. not with that name, but perhaps some other country is a different name. In other words, she's an intelligence officer in their external intelligence service. They're equivalent of what used to be called the KGB in the Soviet Union. Right. And, and what you're looking at is a full-fledged effort on their part to protect their assets. One of those assets has got to be the leaders of their American industry. Some of their assets apparently are going to be members of Congress. In other words, trying to influence, not necessarily overtly, but quietly, influence the effect of the, of the measures that the Chinese Communist Chinese Party is taking against us. So, for example, where's the big investigation on what was done to cover up all the things about COVID-19 that they knew months before we ever knew anything about it, not just we, but the rest of the world. The pandemic that is killing Americans today in a second wave of this, were exposed to the rest of the world because of what they did internally, if nothing else. Whether right. it was created in the Chinese lab or not, we don't know and we may never know. But what we do know is that they limited movement inside China to keep Chinese people from spreading it among themselves, and it still allowed foreign travel all the way up through the end of January, beginning of February. Yeah, I, and then I we, look at those kinds of things and say, Dan, we've got a real adversary. Oh yeah, we one do. Adversary. And and we see videos and pictures, images coming out of uh, Wuhan and the other places where they originally had big explosions in cases of the virus. Now they're not wearing masks. They're not social distancing. They're acting like they're back to normal. I don't get how that happens. And then yet. Here we are in our country, we allegedly, and I say this lightly, Ollie, because I know families out there are dealing with grief right now and death. Right now we're around 290,000. I still don't believe that's the accurate number because I remember back, but people have a short-term memory in this country, when the CDC and even Fauci were telling us that they were sticking the people dying from and dying with, which are two different right. things, dying from, dying with COVID, all in the same number. So 290 or whatever the new number is, CNN loves putting up every day and fear-mongering this country, that's not the death toll. But it amazes me that we have this death toll, we still have lockdowns, and China is acting like it never happened, and we're getting no access, and the mainstream media is not holding their feet to the fire and going after China for it. Well, and, and the whole idea of what the president's son may well have been doing is now finally out in the open, some of it, at least. And it looks to me like they've been very successful in penetrating the top levels of American industry, the top levels of American industry, the top levels of America's research institutions, and obviously making sure that we never really find out how this stuff actually got spread all over the place. And what, what did, the questions I would love to ask Hunter, and I know you're in the same business, I would love to ask Hunter about a whole bunch of things. What did you know from your relationships with those other people? Besides the issue of whether you paid your taxes or not. Yeah, yeah. And Ali, I'll correct you because I'm still not saying president-elect. <clears throat> it's not there yet. I'm not saying that about Mr. Biden. Maybe you meant to say vice president. I, I still like to say former vice president. Until we there get this go. election fraud done, that is not my president-elect. If that's right. what happens, then we will on this show honor the traditions in this country and call him the president-elect. And when he is inaugurated, he will be president Biden. But until then, he's former Vice President Joe Biden, at least on my show. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. And that was my next question, Ali, was about Hunter. This week, it now comes out, they've been investigating now for two years. I thought before we were told the FBI, that was the laptop. They had the laptop since last December, but didn't tell the American people. Now we find out that in Delaware, they've been looking at him for two years for possible tax fraud, but nobody's still going after the laptop evidence that ties daddy to it all. Well, as a matter of fact, one of the one of the I keep doing this. At least I got it right, right side up this time. <laughs> you did, Ali. I was, I was beginning to feel a little bit like Joe Biden when I had the thing upside. No, down. no, no. You've got great mental capacity. <laughs> so, so when you look at the things that, that 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 Hunter Biden clearly did, okay, what if the American people had known this back, let's say, in August, would the outcome of this election be what it is? What if what if communist China, which became a significant majority owner of a company called Dominion, a, a voting operation in the United States and elsewhere. What if the United States had known that back when it happened? You see, uh, the timing on all of this stuff, Dan, is so, is quite frankly, ought to be very concerning because it's circumstantial evidence. But the fact is, it's very challenging at this point to be able to tie it all together and say, 
stop, where are we going to go? And what this new administration, as they continue to plan to do, is embrace the idea of, of making up with not just China, but with Iran as well. Yeah. God help us. Well, I got to touch on two things real quick because of your military background. Um, Mr. Biden has put some real cherry choice picks up for his cabinet, I got to say. Wow. Talk about some lifer swamp rats. Uh, how about the general, Austin? You probably know well, people that know him. His pick for uh, sect defense. I'm a little concerned because this is a guy who played cover up while General Flynn had the guts to stand up and say ISIS was a threat and a problem. This general went right along with the Obama administration and said, oh, and downplayed it. Even John McCain took him to task in those hearings a few years back. Well, and, and on top of that, there's been issues as to what his employment has been since he left the United States Army. Mm. So all of this is going to mean that he has to stand not just to be nominated and confirmed as Secretary of Defense. He also has to pass the vet on whether or not any of his activities since he retired could in some way compromise his ability to serve as Secretary of Defense. So it, it takes a waiver for him to serve as such. If you keep the Senate in, in Georgia, this crucial election that's coming up on January 5th, I think there's a good chance that not just him, but others who have to stand for confirmation may have a really tough time. Yeah, they won't get confirmed if we don't have a President Trump, which hopefully we do. Uh, they're wrapping me up, but i got to throw this one out there, Ali. Withdrawing the troops, the president making that a commitment. Yep. He's getting pushback from left and right. Your feelings on bringing the troops home and getting them out well, of Afghanistan and Iraq? The, very quickly, if the troops are coming home, Mr. President, please issue an executive order that brings home with them the interpreters and their families who've risked their lives day in and day out now for darn near 20 years. I've met so many of these young, Ameri young American lovers who are going to be in grave jeopardy if they have to stay back in Afghanistan or Iraq when you bring the troops home. Those interpreters and their families ought to come home here with them. You got it. Oliver North, thank you for joining Real America again. We truly appreciate it. You're a patriot, sir. Thanks for coming on the show again. Semper Fi and beat Army. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, Ali. <laughs>
Order Kidney Cop at KidneyCop.com, Amazon.com, or Walmart.com. If you're suffering from muscle cramps or muscle spasms, you need to try TheraWorks Relief. I've never seen a product that works as well for muscle cramps and muscle spasms. TheraWorks Relief really does work. Get TheraWorks Relief today. Available in stores everywhere. Sandals Montego Bay, Jamaica's newest and hottest resort. Call 1-800-SANDALS. Thank you for sticking with Real America. Oh, Representative Cynthia Johnson from Michigan. Where do I begin this next story? This woman to me is on a totally different level. I'm not sure what's going on up here. I got three videos that I want to show you tonight involving this very unhinged individual. I'm sure you know who she is by now, but if not, we're going to first look back at a video she posted a few days ago on Twitter threatening Trump supporters, and then we'll get to the new ones. Roll it. This is just a warning to you Trumpers. Be careful. Walk lightly. We ain't playing with you. And for those of you who are soldiers, you know how to do it. Do it right. Be in order. Make them pay. Make them pay. Kind of how I ended the video last night when I first showed it to you. I'm sorry, folks. That's a direct threat. Now, after that video went out, lawmakers in Michigan actually are trying to punish her a bit by removing her from some committees. I think she should be censured and just totally kicked out entirely. She decided to put another video up online, claiming that she was talking about soldiers of Christ. I think maybe she might need a little Jesus in her life by the looks of things. Take a look at her new video from last night. You're soldiers of Christ. Soldiers against racism. Soldiers against misogyny. Soldiers against domestic violence and domestic terrorism. Soldiers, rise. It's time for you to rise. Soldiers, soldiers for Christ. Hmm. Soldiers against racism. Soldiers against misogyny. Soldiers for black and brown people who are being mistreated. Rise. Okay. Now, after these videos were posted, and conservatives, of course, lashed out against her threats, because that's what they were. What did the lamestream media do? Well, I'll tell you what MSNBC did. Ah, the host of a show over there, Joy Reid, had Miss Johnson on her show last night. Pretty much portrayed her as the victim. Take a look at this short clip. Very quickly before I let you go, because, you know, we played a lynching threat against you. Um, mm -hmm. Are you... Uh, are you concerned for your safety um, at this point? I am not. I have a job to do. And my job is to protect democracy. And my job is also to question people when they come to our hearings. And that's what I was doing. Now, let me point something out. Ms. Johnson has, I'm sure, received legitimate threats against her life, and that is wrong. And I will condemn them. Any conservative, any independent, liberal, I don't care who you are, should condemn any actions like that where someone is calling for someone to be harmed or killed because of the words that came out of their mouth. Those people that sent those emails, phone calls to her, are disgusting in my book. That said, her threats towards conservative Trump supporters are also disgusting and should be condemned. She should be censured. She should be kicked out 
of the House of Representatives in the state of Michigan, in my humble opinion. Both sides are wrong in this one, and both disgust the hell out of me. Now, here to discuss all things biased media, our good friend, the president of Accuracy in Media, and a buddy of mine, Adam Gillette. Adam, thanks for coming back on the show, man. Long time no see. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, Miss Johnson, I know you've been watching this gal the last couple of days, and you're just like me. Your head's probably going, who makes statements like this? Then you watch the mainstream media, put her on television, and play victim, even though she, in my book, was acting like a domestic terrorist by making threats about Trump supporters. Yeah, those are obnoxiously hateful comments. And it goes without saying that if we ever heard anything even approaching that oh. from somebody on our side, the media would rightfully attack her. Oh, yeah. Not her, though. No, no. Uh, I watched that interview with Miss Reed last night, and I'm sitting there screaming at the TV going, but ask her, hold her feet to the fire. Say, do you think it was wrong? You should have not have done that. Those were threats you made. That's wrong, Representative Johnson. No. That's not the narrative that the media wants to put out there. And thank goodness we have um, a place like yours that we can look to and your uh, company and say, okay, what's accurate? And just tell folks and remind them, it's been a while since you were on, in your investigations, in your findings, in your studies, how much of the media is biased as heck leaning to the left? Because there's biased media to the right. This is a conservative network. This is a conservative talk show. But I also don't lie and cover up facts about stuff. We give you the real news, then I add a little opinion. That's not what the mainstream does. Inform them about that. Well, that's a great question. For decades, we exposed bias in the media, but now we've gone far beyond that. What we see now with these outlets like CNN and the New York Times and the Washington Post, they're not merely biased journalists, they're activists. They're working to provide PR cover for their friends in government. In addition, with a fractured media landscape, they're playing to their audience. They're playing to their base. MSNBC knows that their viewers are exclusively left-wing and want to read anti-Trump stories. So even if there isn't anti-Trump news that day, they'll make it up. They've gone from being biased to being people who will make up stuff to advance their ideas and to grab the clicks. Yeah, you know, there used to be that, well, not used to be, the phrase is still out there, but newsies won't know it. We all know that phrase from being in newsrooms for, well, me, the last couple decades. If it bleeds, it leads. And it seems that's the only thing that the media cares about today. It's not facts. It's not helping the American people understand issues, showing both sides, then shutting their mouths and letting we the people decide. It's about pushing a narrative. It's about ratings and about you know what. Money, 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 money at the end of the day. Pretty sad, yeah, right, Yeah, that's Adam? exactly right. And we've seen, that, we've seen that in the COVID stories at a time when we needed the media more than ever. Right. At a time in which we needed honest information more than ever, they pushed a narrative to defend their friends like Andrew Cuomo and attack Donald Trump. When we really count on the media to inform us in a global pandemic, they lie and put politics before human life. It's truly disgusting, and I'm glad we exposed them. Yeah, Adam, let's talk about the coverage of this election and the election fraud that did happen in multiple states. Um, there's a story brewing out there that you wanted to talk about, and I actually saw it the other day, too. There's an Iowa Democrat named Rita Hart. She lost her congressional run, but now she's claiming voter fraud. I don't see any of the mainstream media covering it, because what would that do to the narrative that this was the safest election in history, says Mr. Krebs or whatever that guy's name was that... Trump canned, rightfully so. Talk to me about that story. That right there shows the media bias. Well, it, it's something that's truly incredible. Rita Hart was a congressional candidate in Iowa in one of the most hotly contested races in the country. She lost narrowly and lost the recount by six votes, Whoa. one of the closest races in decades. Now she's appealed to the House of Representatives to overturn the election. I'm not making this up. She <laughs> wants Nancy Pelosi to overturn the election results, which Pelosi can do and was done by Democrats in 1986. They've done this before. Well, throughout our investigative journalism during the election, we found that Rita Hart was colluding with the Iowa Democratic Party to potentially get donations three times the legal level. She potentially broke FEC rules in a way that people can go to jail for five years. 
So this woman wants to make laws, but it appears her folks might have broken them. And she's, despite that, trying to get Nancy Pelosi to overturn the will of the voters. Can you imagine it? I don't know if my head is pounding right now because um, we had some fun birthday celebrations last night or if it's the constant nonsense and BS and bias that we're dealing with daily in this country from the mainstream media. I mean, literally, it's making my head ache every day. I'm so glad you brought that one up because, Adam, one thing I like to do, especially on this show, is show the hypocrisy from the left. And you just did in one of the most clear and simple cases out there. We're going to end on that. There's no better way to end the interview. Adam Gillette, thank you so much. The president of Accuracy in Media. You always keep it right there in the middle. Tell it like it is and keep it fair. Keep up the investigations. Keep exposing this biased mainstream media. We truly appreciate your efforts, man. Take care. Be safe. Thank you for having me back. Coming up after the break, a new study just out this week shows that people who maintained and practiced their faith by attending worship services over the past nine months during the lockdown are actually doing much better when it comes to their mental health than any other group in the country. When we return, a California pastor who has been keeping his church open, we're going to discuss that poll and why faith matters. Don't go away. A storm is coming. You cannot defeat the storm. I am the storm, the great American grizzly. Introducing the original Trumpy Bear. Just find the secret zipper and pull out the American flag themed blanket. Then wrap yourself in the red, white, and blue for comfort and warmth. Show your patriotism and proudly display Trumpy on any American holiday. God bless America and God bless Trumpy Bear. Trumpy Bear loves to cruise with his brother. I'm a former Marine and I'm proud to have Trumpy Bear ride by my side. When I ride with Trumpy Bear, he makes my golf game great again. Thank you, Trumpy Bear. Simply style his trademark hair and place him in his favorite chair. Even the toughest guys will love Trumpy Bear. Order the Super Plus Trumpy Bear for only two payments of $19.95 and receive a special certificate of authenticity. Order now. To order your Trumpy Bear, call 1-800-319-1264. That's 1-800-319-1264. Or you can go online at thetrumpybear.com. Order now. Now we take Georgia, and then we change America. If Democrats win the two runoff elections in Georgia, Republicans lose control of the Senate. This means radical liberal policies like the Green New Deal, Medicare for All, and defunding our police could become reality. That's why I need your help. Please visit gabattleground.com and donate so Republicans win the Georgia runoffs. I'm David Perdue. And I'm Kelly Leffler. And we approve this message. American polling urgently needs your response today. Joe Biden has claimed victory in the 2020 presidential election, while lawsuits are pending with allegations of widespread voter fraud. We need to know what you think. Is the election being stolen from President Trump? Please pick up the phone now and call 800-286-8820 and press 1 if you think the election is being stolen from President Trump. We urgently need to hear from every Trump supporter. Call 800-286-8820 now. Your nation, your news, One American News Network. Welcome back. Well, I think it's safe to say and to bet that given what we've all been through, this very troubling year, that we could all probably use a little church in our lives right now, right? Well, get this. A brand new Gallup poll just out this week shows that the mental health only improved for one group of Americans, people who attended church services regularly. Meanwhile, Democrat leaders did everything they could to try and hinder Americans from gathering for spiritual services. We've seen it from the East to the West Coast. So to discuss more on the importance of keeping your faith and actually attending a church service, I'm joined now by Pastor Mike McClure. He's the pastor at the Calvary Chapel Church in San Jose, a church who has been keeping their doors open during these ridiculous draconian lockdowns. Pastor, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Good. Thank you for having me. I wanted to get this story out there. My producer brought me this uh, Gallup poll and article that I know we forwarded on to you, and it actually wasn't surprising to me. It said folks that have been going to church and kept their faith remained more positive and have a better mental health 
than most everybody else in the country who's been freaking out and nervous and scared and shaming people and turning their fellow American in. Makes sense. <laughs> I hear it every week. People line up. I mean, there are people coming to the church for the first time and they're in tears. They're, they're in tears of joy. They're so thankful to be here. And then I had people every week tell me, I don't know where I'd be. I had a guy tell me I would just be drinking if I didn't go to church. I had a lady say, I'd be just sitting on the couch drinking vodka. I mean, these kinds of comments from people who maybe six months ago had not gone to church. Now they're in church. We've even had people who have walked in the doors. Suicide yesterday. We've had people come in and say, I'm thinking of doing it tomorrow. And so we have a lot of those people in our church every week. Oh, that's, I'll tell you, and that just right there, you talking about people walking into a worship hall and say, I'm thinking of killing myself. I need help. And you helped them. Mm. That, that gets me. And so when I see Governor Newsom in your state and these other governors like Cuomo in New York, Whitmer, whoever has shut down church services with these ridiculous lockdowns, I all got to think that someday they're going to get theirs. But I'm trying not to be that way because that's not the way God wants us to be. Right, Pastor? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we began to go to church, and that's when we went inside our church, it was Psalm 73. Psalm 73, it's about a, a psalmist who was almost going to slip because he was so angry by the things we're angry about, the evil, the things that are going on in the world. But when he went into the house of the Lord, he recognized their end, that in a moment we're going to die. And if you don't know Christ, the Bible says that you're going to be separated and you're going to go down into the pit. As he describes this, he had sympathy then for the people around him that were his enemies. And I think that's what that's what, what people are missing, like this Gallup poll. They don't understand that what made America great was God. It's, it's God. That, that's what makes us great. Yes, we've been a God-fearing nation that. since our inception. It's on our money yes. for crying out loud. Uh, and speaking of that money, I got to get to this before uh, they, they cut me off, Pastor. <clears throat> You've been keeping your doors open. The state doesn't like that. You're getting slapped with uh, a bunch of stuff. I feel for you guys. I hope you get it worked out. I, I hear it's in the tune of hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines, which is absolutely ridiculous because you're just doing what God sent you to do, which is help people. And you're obviously doing it on a daily basis. That's right. It says in uh, 2 Timothy 1.7 that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And that's all we want to do. We want to help people who have difficulty in their life. God's the one. He's the one who's going to heal you. He's the only one who can set you free. And it is sad to watch our own government attack us just for simply being open, just trying to help people. Right. I haven't had one person get sick. No one's gone to the hospital. Nobody's died. And they say this can happen at any moment, but it hasn't happened yet. But we've had a lot of people who are, would be dead, and they're very much... What I see them accusing us of is what they're actually guilty of. I would say these lockdowns have killed far more people that I have testimony in our church that have been uh, either related to or someone in their street or their work that have committed suicide far more than people they know that have died of COVID. Yep. And faith will help. Not just a, not poll proves it. People and their stories prove it. Uh, Pastor Mike McClure, thank you for coming on Real America, talking about this uh, latest poll, talking about faith and why it's so important to people to hold on to that and reach out to the church, especially during these troubled times. You take safe, uh, or stay safe rather, and God bless you, Pastor. God bless you. Thank you so much for having me on. Up next, time to get real. We're back in two. Even when we can't all be together, holiday traditions mean being with the ones we love the most. Send your love and a taste of home with the gift of Omaha Steaks. Families depend on Omaha Steaks to deliver unforgettable holidays. The very best steaks, seafood, chops, and more. Omaha Steaks for the Holidays, a delicious family tradition. Your love delivered. Order now as a gift or for yourself and get free chicken and pork too. Shop omahasteaks.com TV. We are losing our Constitution. We are losing our country. The many blessings we inherited, our Constitution, our liberty, our culture, our nation itself, are threatened with extinction as the rule of law is thrown aside for the rule of emotionalism. Veterans in Defense of Liberty is fighting with the sword of truth on today's invisible battlefield of ideas. Defeat is not an option. Please join with us at VitalAmerica.org. V-I-D-O-L-America.org. This is our contract with our military. When you give your kids a kiss goodbye and you do not come home, we are going to give them a mortgage-free home. On 9-11, hundreds of first responders died. 
since then, over 7,000 service members were killed protecting our country. There are over 1,000 families that need your help. Tunnel to Towers honors those heroes that risk their lives by providing them with mortgage-free homes. I am Nancy Gass, the wife of Staff Sergeant Jerry Gass, Jr. My husband was 33 when he died in the line of duty in Afghanistan. The day those two officers arrived at my door was the worst day of my life. Tunnel to Towers is delivering mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families, young children, or catastrophically injured service members, and paying off the mortgages of fallen first responders. There are over 1,000 families waiting for homes. I'd like to ask you to donate $11 a month to support their effort. Have you forgotten? Welcome back. Time now to get real. And tonight, I want to focus on the massive differences between how the left and the right are reacting and treating one another in this country in reference to the COVID-19 lockdowns. Obviously, many Americans have a very differing opinion on how these lockdowns, or should I say no lockdowns, should be handled. Nine months ago, we as a nation were told this virus could potentially kill up to two and a half million people and that we all needed to stay at home and hunker down to save lives. So we obeyed as a people. Because let's remember, we didn't know a lot about this bug. And I would go as far as to say as we were all very scared and worried about the harm and damage that it could do. But then, as time went on, we learned. We learned how it spread. We learned who's most vulnerable. We learned how to protect ourselves and those around us. Businesses were given and have followed safety protocols. We now have therapeutics that are working, a vaccine on the way. Things are turning around. The death toll not to be taken lightly, around 290,000 currently, but nowhere near the expected two and a half million. And now, as seems, things rather seem to be getting better, we've hit our ninth month of draconian-style lockdowns. Lockdowns that have been crippling, heck, destroying small businesses, which in return are ruining millions and millions of Americans' lives. In some cases, causing their actual deaths. Families are starving. Our children are not receiving a proper education and our right to attend worship services have been stripped away in some states. And in the middle of all this, Americans are being pitted against one another. Some by government officials and agencies urging folks to rat out their fellow American for simply trying to make ends meet. What have we become? This isn't America I know and love. And the biggest stark contrast that I see in all of this is how one side is treating the other side. Shouldn't be sides, right? We all have opinions about this virus and the current lockdowns, but have you noticed that the more liberal folks, the way they approach it and their disagreement typically starts with an attack, whether it be verbal or physical, and in many cases, downright despicable behavior. From the man in Massachusetts spitting on two hikers who were outside in the mountains without their masks on, to the woman in Los Angeles who just this week pepper sprayed a small business owner for remaining open there are more and more mounting cases of extreme liberals attacking conservatives just because we differ in our opinion and our approach to these lockdowns. And to me, it's no surprise. These radical leftist wackos are committing these atrocities. Why? Well, because they're encouraged to. There are many examples of Democrat leaders and the mainstream media hacks pushing for it. The latest example, of course, Michigan House of Representative member Cynthia Johnson. That's right, calling for her soldiers to rise up and make Trump supporters pay. That's a blatant and bold, I'm sorry, terrorist threat in my book. But of course, you won't see that said on any of the mainstream media networks, will you? No, they'll portray her as a victim because she's received threats from conservatives after that video went viral. Now, I will never, ever condone violence on this show. None of us ever should. But I can't understand why so many conservatives are reaching their breaking point. But unlike them, okay, let's not fall victim to the left playbook, which is to play victim, project onto others, lash out at others who have a different opinion. And when all else fails, get physical in an effort to silence the opposition. No, we won't go there, my fellow Americans. That's not who we are. We must continue this fight, the fight for our beliefs, the fight for our president, and the fight for the future of this country. But we must continue the fight peacefully and through the judicial process. I say this because once we reach the other side of these most troubled times, and we are victorious, we will be able to hang our heads high with pride and know that we fought.
the good fight. And that's going to do it tonight for our show. We truly appreciate you tuning in to Real America. Here's how you can get a hold of us, social media and email. Hope to see you tomorrow night, same time, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. But until then, be proud, be safe. God bless you. It's time for